Welcome, welcome, welcome. Season three, Wind Down with Kev. I am Kevin Spann, Kevin Spann, the insurance guru. And I am so excited today. This season, the hashtag is change the narrative and party people in the place to be. Trust me, we are going to change the narrative on this one. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Kevin Spandy, insurance guru, coming to you with another episode of Wind Down with Kev. By day, all of you know I am an Allstate insurance agent. If any of you need help with any kind of insurance, auto, home, renters, co-op, condo, life insurance, any of that stuff, call me on another day of the week. But today, I am coming to you as the host of Wind down with Kev, and I'm really excited today about my guest that I have with you, party people in the place to be. To my right, I have none other than Sean Waller. Sean Waller, the real estate agent, Sean Waller, the host of Strictly Free Game Podcast. Sean, talk to the people. Tell them who you are. Kev, I could not have asked for a better introduction. I am uh, Sean Waller, also known as Sean, your realtor. Um, you Find me on IG is showing you realtor. Like Kev said, I am a licensed real estate agent with signature premier properties. I give constant free game. That's my thing. Um, I'm honored, bro. I really, really, really am honored to be here. Well, I'm, I'm happy to have you here, but I got to back you up on your introduction. And we got to talk about the most important people in your your life. We have a, a woman that has blessed you to be a dad again. We have new life in the world, and you got some other life you've bought in the world. So let's acknowledge them uh, first and give credit, honor, and respect where it's due. Then we'll get into the other business stuff. Of course, of course. My apologies. I am married. <laughs> <laughs> I am married to my beautiful wife, Stacy Waller. I have two beautiful daughters, Zoe and Jordan. Jordan is my newborn, who you're talking nice. about. And uh, Zoe is my three-year-old. Nice. So that is my life. That's my why. That is why I'm here. That's why I get free game. <laughs> you are you you are a, a blessed man. You have yeah. three wonderful women in your life. The younger two are just babies right now, mm-hmm. but they but they got you as a father of three sons. I've always been told that a man that has a daughter, he'll be good for the rest of his life. The daughters take care of you when you get yeah. older. <laughs> you know the daughters is always going to hold you down when you get older. Daddy's girls. That, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Hashtag girl dad. And I like the girls' names. I like Zoe and Jordan. Where did the names come from? Funny story with Zoe. So my wife and I were going back and forth for names for Zoe, right? Okay. We couldn't figure it out. Um, we literally named her at the 11th hour, like right before she was born. We're home after the baby shower. Okay. We get a knock on the door. It's a Girl Scout. Okay. I've been, Kev, I've been at my house now for four years before this Girl Scout knocked on the door. I never okay. had a Girl Scout knock on the door. <laughs> never. So I'm like, oh, all right. So I introduced myself to a little girl. I'm like, hey, what's your name? My name is Zoe. I was like, oh, that's it. That's it? That's it. <laughs> Kev, I literally ordered cookies. I never even got the cookies from the Oh, girl. man. Zoe, what about those cookies? Yeah, cookies, Zoe. Cookies. Wow. But she blessed me with the name Zoe. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. You said it. Wifey liked it. Mm-hmm. Game, set, that match. It. Okay. And when it came to Jordan, she was like, well, you, you got the name Zoe, so I'm naming her Jordan. And I love it. You know, I'm, okay. a, I'm a Jordan guy. I'm a sneaker guy. Jordan, I'm, I'm all in. Okay, okay. Yeah. Jo- Jordan or LeBron? Oh, Jordan all day. Forever. Forever. No argument. No argument. Not even close. Not even close. Not don't want to be in a conversation. Don't even want to be in a conversation. Not future, even in a... future achievements don't matter. If he gets the six rings, are you 
open to changing your Jordan, mind. Jordan got six, man. No, no problem. Never went to a game seven. Always super clutch. Stable one squad. I'm a Jordan guy. Man. You're, you're, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an '80s baby. You're, you're an '80s baby. Okay, so um, no knock on LeBron. No. I, I I respect what Michael did. I had the misfortune of being a Knicks fan. But I lived in Chicago from 91 to 2000, so I suffered through all six championships, <laughs> proudly wearing my Knicks T-shirts everywhere I could every time. But uh, that man. That man, was a, he, he broke a lot of hearts, man. Yeah. He broke a lot of hearts. You know what the funny story is? My uncle was a huge, well, he still is a huge Knicks fan. Okay. And it would bring me joy every year to give him that pain. <laughs> <laughs> but as I got older, I slowly started to become a Knicks fan, and now I'm in the same boat. Yeah, you know what? It's uh, it's okay to to like the Knicks. I obviously like the Knicks. My mm-hmm. all my colors are about that New York Knicks, New York Mets life. I'm a Long Island kid for most of my life, so the Islands is a part of it. Mm-hmm. I like the Knicks, but I'm too big of a basketball fan, <laughs> just really to say that I'm the Knicks. And plus, I'm doing business with the Long Island Nets now. But that's a that's uh, another story okay. for another day. Okay. So, 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 people, um, uh, my my shows are always about my guests, and this brother right here, Mr. Sean Waller, is about his business. This man, I was always told that when you meet people, you bless them with a gift, and he has blessed me with a Fine, not not just a bottle, but a fine box of Virginia <laughs> Black. And people, this is wine down with Kevin. We were closer to home. We'd open this <laughs> bottle and do shots, and all barriers yes, would be sir. broken. We'd just be kicking it. But um, since we're not, I'm going to hold on to this beautiful case and take it home. Thank you, my brother. I, Listen, I, my mom I and my grandmama it. told me never show up empty-handed. Okay. And uh, I knew you was a cigar guy. Okay. Right? And I, I asked for the best Whiskey I can get that goes that complements the cigars. So wow, wow. Well, I mean, I'm definitely gonna enjoy this. I'm definitely gonna enjoy the Virginia back and I'll Virginia Black, and I'll tell you about it another day, another story. So, Sean the Realtor. Let's let's talk about Sean the Realtor. How did when did you get in the business and how'd you get started? I got into the business. I have had my license for seven years now. Um, it wasn't easy task getting my license. I actually even laugh because um, Kevin on uh, Real Estate and Chill, he yes. always talks about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took my test twice. Nice. Okay, <laughs> okay. You're not a quitter. I'm not a quitter. Okay. I wasn't giving up. Um, how did I, what made me get my license? I wanted to figure out a career that I could make some money. Okay. That I didn't have to go through a long tenure of college for. And I'm a people person. I've always been into customer service, so it was a no-brainer. I, I, I like that. So you got your license. Took two shots at the title, lost the belt the first time, but the second time, you got it, and you and you here, and that's super relatable. And also, you said you wanted a career mm-hmm. where you can make some money, and then maybe not having that whole school thing held against you. Just respect me for what I am, mm-hmm. being a people person, and let me get this done. Yes, sir. And yes, let sir. me and let me let me get this done. So you been you had the license for seven years when you picked up the license. Did you go right into real estate, or were you? Uh, entrepreneur first, first working while you had a job, and then you switched over and really got into it all in? Well, I was I was both, right? So I had I had a full-time job, and I was doing real estate part-time. Um, I didn't know what I was doing when, okay. I, first, when I first got my license. Yes. I literally was searching for a broker. This is Craigslist days. Went on Craigslist, real estate popped up, so I went to the first brokerage that I saw. Bad mistake. Okay. I've never advised anyone to do that. Do your research before you do it. Um, but I did this. So this is my second tenure of going full time in real estate. Okay. First time I quit my day job, I was like, I'm going all in. It looks easy. I'm gonna figure it out. 
crash and burn fast. <laughs> right, right, right. So I wind up finding a job again and, and slowly saved some money before I went into it full time. That makes a lot of sense. So let, let's talk about that, that crash and burn for a minute because okay. real estate looks very sexy to everybody on the outside looking in. People real read books. I think there's some numbers out there like 90% of all millionaires got their start and real mm-hmm. estate, let's talk about the crash and burn before we talk okay. about successes. What are some of those things in hindsight that you think maybe a new person that watches this and says, you know what, um, I can do it, I want to be it. What's some advice that you would give somebody? That to, to be successful in it? Or, yes. So the best advice I would have to say is find out your niche, right? Because it's, it's a business of, there's a lot of people with real estate licenses, right? Yes. I could I could I can approach someone today and they can tell me they know five people that have a license. Right. You have to figure out how you separate yourself from the pack. So definitely figure out your niche, do as much research as you can, get as much education as you can, find the right broker that's gonna help push you in, into that that form of education as well. Absolutely. So you're with signature. With signature. Okay, and you're getting that level of education that you want so you can Find your niche and be there. Definitely. Signature is one of the companies that I can say they, they, they do go forward with the education. They um they have daily classes that you can go online. They're actually person-to-person kind of um education. Not, they're not putting in a I'm, – I'm aging myself. They're not putting in a CD and telling you to, <laughs> to look at the CD a and C- that's how you're going to learn. What's a CD? <laughs> I definitely ate myself. Shout out to everybody that's still got a CD player at home. <laughs> I'm tempted. I'm, I'm tempted to get some, <laughs> see. There's some good sound quality with CDs. It's, still, it's, it's good sound. And and no offense to anybody that's out there selling CDs right now, yo, <laughs> Sean. I know you're from Queens. I know you know somebody in the music business. I've been working on some stuff. If you could just <laughs> listen to this, I would appreciate it. I would I would appreciate it if you could just hear me out. So somebody's making some money in New York City tonight, or now I'm gonna leave them alone. Get your hustle on. Get your Get your paper. Get, yes, get yes, your sir. get yes, your sir. paper the best way that that you know that you know how. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, like you said, you look at real estate and you think you're selling a house, and you might simplify it in your your mind. But there's a step before you sell a house, and that's that that's that work. Talk to the people about um, if there's anybody watching this, think about listing the house. Why they should list with you? What separates you from that that one that they're just going to find? Well, I'm, what separates me is I'm more of a relationship type of guy. I'm not a transactional agent, meaning I like to connect with my clients, right? Okay. So I'll, I'm the, I'm the person that's going to be there from A to Z, and hopefully that's it. Hopefully it's not another A again, but <laughs> from A to Z, and I'm going to teach you through the process. So I like to, I like that person to person. Yes. So I, my my phone is always available. Like I said, I'm always going to give you as much free game as possible, and um, I have all the resources that you would need at your disposal, like. I'm referring the, the the lenders if we're working on the opposite side, but I'm referring the attorneys, referring the inspectors if we need it. I'm just I'm here for you, so that's that's what separates me to 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 make it easy as possible. And you're having some success. I just seen you post the other day. You got a couple of closings. So had a few closings. That's 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 a, a few closings. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful. Listen, it, it took six years to, to start really getting. That's another thing I want to say to people. The business takes a while to build. Okay. Right? It took me six years to get to where my business is now, and I still have some more to go. Of course. So, listen, the first year in real estate, I made zero. Okay. Second year, I probably made $2. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. But that's that's improvement. That's two more than the that's day before. More. Exactly. The third year, I probably made zero again because it, it takes time. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a roller coaster. Being, being um, 1099, self-employed, it's all on you. Yes. So, But that's one thing I love about the business. There's no ceiling. Right. 
So the harder you work, the more you're going to get. The, more you, the less you work, the less you're going to get. So, yeah. Nah, that's, that's, that's beautiful. I, I love that, and I love that. I love that honesty. A lot of times people are selling you something, mm-hmm. recruiting to the team that is telling you the, the good part, but it's not easy because you're helping people in most cases make what's probably going to be their first major pur- purchase or maybe the biggest purchase in their life. Yeah, this may be the first major purchase and the last major purchase. And so what I always tell people this as well, um, I, I don't think it should always be your first and your last purchase. I think we need to start educating ourselves to, to go back to starter homes. Okay. It's, okay, it's okay to have a small house. Okay. To gradually get to the big house. Okay. Um, but for some reason, we, we let social media, we let outside influences make us think that the first house is supposed to be the mansion. Right. Which it shouldn't. Right. And sometimes people fall. That's how you fall short. Right. So it's okay to crawl before you walk. Right? Get the starter house, get the condo, get the co-op until you can get to the bigger house. Now, how does how does your background help you uniquely relate to people, tell them that it's, it's okay if we don't knock the cover off the ball in the beginning? Are you speaking from a book or from real-life experience? I'm speaking from real life. I mean, where I'm from, Southside, Jamaica, Queens. Um, Southside? Southside's in the building. Queens get the money. You, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the thing. So Queens get the money. When I were growing up, there wasn't a lot of entrepreneurs that were doing it at a certain certain way. Let's go like that. They were entrepreneurs, but they were just operating a different way. But I didn't know a lot of people that actually owned homes growing up. Right. Right? Right. But when I would travel and I would see have other friends, they had their their mother, their father owned a house, grandma owned a house, cousins owned a house. Where I'm from, no one did that. Right. We had an apartment, stayed in that apartment thirty years and never really Graduated right. from that part. Right. So when I got my license, I said, you know what? I'm going to help my people to educate them, to let them know, listen, getting, buying a house is not as hard as you think it is. Right. Just make it simple. Right. So that's that's why I'm going with it. So I, I, I really like what you said because what you're saying that it's not even an economic thing. It's more of a mindset. Thing. It's more of a mindset. It's all mindset. Okay. It's all mindset. I mean, we can, listen, we spend a lot of money on things that we probably shouldn't spend money on. Okay. You know? Okay. We, the money's there. The money's there. The money's there. It's just where, where you're going to allocate those funds. Where, where you're going to put it. So I like to, I like to tell me if you agree with me on this. It's a statement I make to people all the time. Mm-hmm. Anybody that chooses to live in New York, because it's a choice, right? It's 50 mm-hmm. states. You can live anywhere you mm-hmm. want. Anywhere you want to. We know New York is an expensive state. Mm-hmm. We know the five boroughs, Long Island, it's not inexpensive to live there. But I always feel like anybody that chooses to live here, they can get the money. Of course. That's not that's not up to me to to judge your pockets. Mm-hmm. And if someone's coming to you or maybe in that mindset, they just haven't thought about ownership. Would you say I'm right with that or wrong? Of course. You're absolutely right. I mean, we we, we know that we want to fly cars. Of course. Right? We want to fly clothes. Of course. So, the, like I was saying, the money's there. The money's there. Just, you know, dumb it down a little bit. It's dumb okay. it down. Switch, right. switch up the priority switch up a, little a little bit. bit. Just yeah, a little right. bit. Yeah, you can drive. You can Drive the Nissan for a few years before you get the Benz. There you nothing go. Wrong with that. Nothing, nothing wrong with that at all. You're still getting to where you have to go. Listen, <laughs> and when it's cold, you're gonna get. You're gonna drive whatever you can drive. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Especially you know here, you're gonna drive. You're gonna you're gonna get there, and you don't have to go crazy on the other things. Um, talk to you about anybody that maybe you've helped walk through that process of going from if you grew up as a renter and became an owner mm-hmm. have you been able to talk to and help some other people about of making that switch as well of course um, most of my business is first time home buyers nice which i i love that process 
it's going to sound cliche. Like, everyone's going to say that. But I truly do love it because you're, I'm working with people that never thought that they could do this. Yes. You know, they never thought that they could do it. And once they start going through the steps, and they're like, Sean, this is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Right. But like we said, it's all mindset. Right. It was the, the negative person in the background that was telling them it's impossible. Because I had it. Right. Growing up. You don't okay. want a house. That's too much maintenance. Right. Why are you going to get a house? Right. Why Get an apartment. Get Listen, you can do whatever you want to do as long as you put your mind to it. Listen to the pros. Right. Listening to the naysayers. Okay. And trust me, you can do it. And, and it's a beautiful thing to get it done. So you rent it, and then eventually you bought. Yes, sir. Best decision ever? Best decision I've ever made. Okay. Best, and, I, and I bought a starter house. Okay. My wife thought we were nuts. Okay. Because the house needed so much work. Okay. And, I, and we even had the conversation two days ago. She's like, <laughs> you made me buy this house, even though she loves it now. <laughs> you made me buy this house. We weren't looking to move into Suffolk County. I was like, listen, we're never going to find an investment like this. Right. And plus, I was watching HGTV. Like, okay, HGTV. Yeah, I could do these renovations. Yes. So, Kev, I never picked up a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you brought no skills to the no game. No skills to the game. My wife literally took my, my, oh, my drill away from me. Two years ago. <laughs> yeah, I hire, every, I hire people to do everything. You had that Cosby thing going. You had, you had that Cosby thing going, always I, walking around with the intent, but not I happening. I keep the economy going by keeping people poor. <laughs> <laughs> Your contribution. So, yeah, so we bought a fixer. I mean, we. I think we had this conversation when you were on my podcast. Okay. I bought my house for $250,000 five years ago. Okay. My house, literally, I just the house I closed on yesterday, same is in my neighborhood. Okay. Same exact style of house sold for five twenty. dollars Nice. I mean, come on. Double it up in five years. Double it up in five years. Where else can you do that? You can't. The stock market is up, but not double. Not double. Not 100%. No, and not and really. that 520 is 100 and something percent on top of that. Yes, sir. So that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And the beauty of ownership is now if you just sat on it, if you didn't refi already, you're sitting on equity. You're sitting on equity, yeah. Which positions you to do other things. Do other things. So now I could take that money out. Mm-hmm. I could buy an investment property if I wanted to. I could pull that money out and buy a whole nother house if I wanted to. You know, I, I could. There's so many options that I have now with that equity that you that you would not have had if you didn't shift your mindset. Exactly. What shifted your mindset? How did you make the change? Talk to the first time home buyer out there that's that's in between that conversation that maybe they're paying two thousand dollars a month for rent, which is not a high number mm-hmm. for, for Long Island or, or anywhere in the boroughs right now, mm-hmm. but isn't sure about um, making that jump. Sure. I actually, so this this goes back to a career I had prior to going into real estate full-time. I was a, I was a property manager. Okay. Right, so I managed a high-rise luxury building. Okay. Where the rents were $2,000 for a one-bedroom apartment. Those rents are going to go up every year. Yes. Because this is a business. Yes. It's calculated to have a 10% increase every year. Yes. So you're going to pay this rent, you're going to get increased, and you're not going to have any equity, like we just said. None. Yeah, so when, when you're moving in, you're paying. So let me give it one time out. I don't know how many times I got left. Talk to people that don't own a home. What is equity? Equity is the extras, right? So it's the it's the the value that your property has now compared to when you purchased it. Got it. That's the perfect. easiest way to kind of put perfect. it. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. So basically, back to, back to that. So now you're paying $2,000 for a one-bedroom apartment. You're going to stay in this apartment for typically like three, four years. Right. $2,000 a month is what? $24,000 a year? Yes. Times that by five. Yes. You'll give them 100 grand. You'll give them 100 125 grand. Easy. Easy. And when you move, you're not getting any of that. Nothing back. back. There's nothing that you're getting back. Nothing. So you have to figure out where you're at now mm-hmm. and where you want to be in the next five years. Right. That's the easiest way to put it. Right. Yeah. 
And that's and that's powerful. So you're almost working backwards. You help people think about a five year it's all about game plan. Yeah, it's all it's all about your goal. Right. Like, this is a marathon, it's not a race. Right. right. Yeah. So five years goes by in five seconds. Right. <laughs> Quick. Quick. So and I've had people tell me that they're like, oh, this is short term, Sean. I'm only gonna stay here for a year. You're still unpacking your bags in that year. Yes. You still yes. have boxes in the living room. Yes. Yes. So think of that five year plan. Think where you want to be, because if especially if you're not leaving the state, like you said, if you're not leaving the state of New York and you're going to stay, right. invest in something. Right. Right. So when you do decide that you want to leave, now you're pulling that equity out of the house, you're selling it, you're getting the equity back, and now you could probably buy something cash if you wanted to in another state. Right. And it's helping you, preparing you for that 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 next move. Mm-hmm. How big was it? You bought a starter home five years ago. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to 2020, you're home for a year. I'm home for a year. Yes, sir. How interesting was it to be able to be in your house and maybe to grow in your house and maybe work on the room for the girls or whatever you did? Yeah, so that, prior to buying a house, me, my wife and I had a one-bedroom apartment. Okay. It was a decent-sized one-bedroom, but if it, if it was 2020 and we were in that one-bedroom apartment together, I probably wouldn't have a wife right now. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll probably tell you the same thing. Oh, my God. Right oh, now. my God. But it, I had a two-year-old daughter, and it gave us space to run around. Yes. She can move around. We couldn't do that in an apartment. Got Especially it. those first two months of COVID, we didn't know what was going on. Got it. We wouldn't even go outside for the most part. No it was scary. Knew. It was scary. It was scary. So now, but she had a backyard she could go in. She had extra rooms. We were able to actually sit down and really put the house together in that year, too. You talk about, uh, we were introduced to words like social distancing. Mm-hmm. Um, my greatest joy during that time where we were really not going outside was the ability to go in the backyard or to walk to a mailbox. And respectfully, you're from Queens. My agency is in Queens. I'm in Queens three out of five days of the week. When people don't have that mailbox to walk to, Mm -hmm. you can't social distance. You can't get any fresh air, any free game air. Mm -hmm. That really matters. That really, really matters, yeah. Especially if you're in a a building, an apartment building. The one I was managing was 160-something units. So there's no such thing as six feet. Your six feet is walking out that front door, and then your neighbor is right next door, probably right. four feet away. Right. So that it was a it was a crucial thing that everyone needed, and, and we realized that during the pandemic. I heard on uh, I'm, I'm trying not to watch the news now as much as before. I try to stay positive, but you make a point, so I wanted to bring it down. But it was talking about certain projects in certain areas of the city where the numbers were disproportionate, and it's part of it is the social distance is just a concept. It's a concept that can't be executed if you don't have space. How could you possibly do it? Everyone's walking out their front door to go to the compactor, right? Right. There's no such thing as social distancing. Right. You can't, if you're getting on the elevator, well, you you know how big an elevator is. Right. The elevator is barely six feet. Right. So how could you really social distance from each other? Which actually, and I think it put, the pandemic did a few things, right? Personally, for me, it helped me grow my business. Okay. Meaning because it helped me with the social media part. Okay. I wasn't doing any social media prior to none. To COVID, none. I was the typical post, maybe once in a blue moon. Okay. Videos, stuff like that. Wasn't doing that. I was okay. Scared to death to do okay. it. Okay. I'm home with a two year old. Okay. So I had to entertain her somehow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically entertaining myself. So my wife is deemed essential. So she had to still go to work. So what, I, you, what does your wife do? My wife works for um, in the medical field. She does okay. medical medical billings. Okay, some, got some, it. Some, I got some, you. Some okay. But um, I'm home with my daughter. Right. Because real estate we're deemed non essential. So I'm home with a two-year-old. She's ready to kill me because dad doesn't know what's going on. Dad's right. so used to running around. I, you know, whatever. 
But I started this this thing on Facebook, quarantine dad. It was like a, it was like a dear diary. Nice, yeah, nice. And people were loving it because they, were, I guess, they were loving to see my <laughs> my stress <laughs> of, of dealing with a two year old. But it helped me put the camera on myself and her. Right. So and it helped me actually connect with my daughter. Of course, it was the best. Those are the best three months. Of course, ever. because now Zoe and Daddy had a we have a tighter relationship because of it. Um, but to get back to what you were saying. I forget kind of what we were saying. That's okay, but you're in a good place. So I want to hear about quarantine dad. So even dad. if we lost the point, don't worry about it. This is big. <laughs> yeah, but quarantine dad def- definitely helped me get into the social media space. Okay, it helped me turn the camera around on myself, and it, and it made me realize that one life is too short. Yes. So we have to. If, if you have a goal, and my goal was to also was to always be on social media. Okay. To do what I'm doing now, do it because right. life is too short and. and 2020 showed us that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't don't take anything for granted. No. So you start posting about quarantine dad. That's a great hashtag because I yeah. haven't heard about it. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other dads that mm-hmm. was out there that was doing hands-on time, connecting with their, their kids in a way they never did um, before. So that's powerful you started that. So I'm, I'm, I'm really peaked just hearing that you weren't on social media before because now you're a beast. <laughs> now you're, you know, you, you went to, you know, a, a, a monster. Yeah. You go from not being on to quarantine dad to uh, strictly free game. So talk to me about strictly free game. How did you, what was the impetus to start the podcast? To start the podcast, I've always wanted to start a podcast. That's been my thing for the last three years, but I was always too nervous to do it. The quarantine dad helped me get there. But the strictly free game part of it was like, you know what? Where I'm from, no one is teaching us this stuff. Okay. At all. Like okay. You, we don't now we're talking about it right. as 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 things started to progress. But growing up, we didn't know about it. Right. I didn't know anything about home ownership. And I'm like, you know what? Let me talk to my people. Let me right. educate them right. a little bit more. Right. But I started the podcast. I didn't want it to strictly be about social media. I wanted it to be about all things pertaining to us. Right. Our podcast together, Kevin's actually on my pod. He was he's my favorite guest so far. <laughs> no knock to anyone else, but I learned so much from our podcast. We spoke about generational wealth through life insurance. Right. Everyone that I know that watched that podcast said they their whole mindset changed for me. Beautiful. Beautiful. And that's the goal. That was Beautiful. the goal for me to do that podcast. So strictly free game. Um, that's what I'm giving. I'm giving free game. I'm letting my guests give as much free game as possible. And and it's been it's been on a on a come up since. It's, it's it's a beautiful thing and you say strictly free game. Just how you position that, you get our audience because people want to know. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times there's a standoffish nature to say, Oh, he's just trying to get me. Yeah. He's trying to he's just trying to get me. This is about him. <laughs> no, 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 no. Use this for you. This mm-hmm. is this is not for me. This is not for you. So Sean, Queens get the money. Southside Jamaica, you and I, after we did that podcast, I found out that we know some people in common. So if any of them watch this podcast and they're looking at that shift in mindset, I definitely want them to think about you, about making that move if that's on their their mind, to have that conversation with you because somebody has to give you that confidence that I can do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can be a, a homeowner. Yeah. Um, I can remember myself just to share a personal story. When I first bought my house, Many, many years ago, first house I bought was in uh, North Chicago, Illinois. Uh, they were advertising houses were inexpensive, 3% down payment. Yeah, it was a long time That's ago. Okay. A real, real, I'm real scared long. Acts of price. Yeah, don't worry about price. that. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. 89000 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but in either case, even with that low number, if you're not holding that three grand, and if you haven't really been in a conversation about your credit score, and that's not mm-hmm. right, and you know it's not right, you still have to talk to somebody like you. Yeah. 
to make them feel that it's okay. So I had that person. That person for me was Grant Broughton, still a friend of mine to this day. Right. Um, you have to be excited to be that person for somebody that can talk to them and say, you know what, you can get the down payment, you can get your credit score right, mm-hmm. and we can do this. Yeah. But you're, since you're, uh, your niche is first-time home buyers, have you been able to do that with some people where the first conversation, Sean, I heard everything you said, but you know what? Bro, I'm, I'm looking good, but I'm holding nothing. I'm holding nothing. I've, I've, Talk I've, to me about I've that. A, I have had that scenario a few times. I've actually had the scenario where, Sean, I love what you're doing. I love the idea of home ownership. I always wanted to purchase a home. This is my, my buyer. She was in her late 40s. Always wanted to purchase a home. My credit, I don't have any credit. I don't have any money. Where do I start? Kev, she bought a house. We started, we, we had that, that conversation September 19th. Okay. Of 2020. Okay. She purchased her first house in February of 2021. Let's go. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's run the numbers back. I'm a math dude. I've always been more of a mathlete than an athlete. Yes, sir. September <laughs> I like that. 19th, 2020 mm-hmm. to February of 2021. That's only six months. That's only six months. That's only six months. And the conversation started not with bad credit, no credit. No credit. Help me, help the people understand what no credit means. No credit means that she just... Everything was was paid with cash. Never had a credit card. Um, had like car a car loan here and there, but nothing really substantial to really like. No consistent. Nothing it, consistent. No consistency. Um, and really had had a little bit of money in the bank, but not enough to purchase a house. Not enough for down payment, closing costs. Okay. Um, so we started the conversation. I got them in line with the credit comp with credit repair company. Okay. To actually help them establish the credit it wasn't really to repair it, it was to help them establish the credit. Okay. So started that process. That took like four months just okay. to get it rolling. And this is during COVID. So okay. I say, listen, do you, is your job offering overtime? Okay. Yeah, I get unlimited overtime. You're going to be working a lot of overtime for the next yeah. six, seven months. Yeah. That's exactly what she did. And really turned it up. Really turned it up. Really? Like, I've never seen someone hustle. And she also did catering on the side. That was her side gig. Okay. So you reinforcing that said something earlier. You're looking at a person. We're not going to say her, her name or what she made. But on paper, she's making X. Mm-hmm. But she has access to Y. Mm-hmm. And then on the side, she's doing catering. Yes, sir. So X plus Y, she's making up the gap. It don't matter how she gets it to Z. It don't matter how she's getting it. This is a New Yorker to me. Mm-hmm. This is how I think that everybody is. It's my little biased way of looking at New Yorkers that I've known my whole life. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are W-2 employees on paper, mm-hmm. but 90%. That's a high number. A lot of people I know, they have their side thing they do that can really, if they really want to get the bag legitimately, they can get the bag. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And listen, this is coming from, she's coming from East New York. Okay. Um, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Brooklyn in the house. She had a W-2 job. Okay. And the catering thing was always something that she just played around with. So she's just good at cooking food. Mm Mm-hmm. When we're giving that family function, we calling her and we paying for it. Exactly. Okay. She said, you know what? I, I, people are always calling me to do things. You know, now you have a lot of baby showers coming up. That's what, shout out to COVID. That's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of COVID babies. Are <laughs> a lot of COVID kids. <laughs> um, and she was like, you know what? People are always calling me and I'm always kind of turning it down. I'm always kind of short, short changing myself. I said, yo, turn it up. She's like, all right, let's do it. And she did it. And she did it. Put her head down and got it Put done. Put her head down and kept going. Two kids at home. They were teenagers, but, you know, they were home doing their homeschooling. She was like, you know what? They're responsible kids. I have, mommy has to go out and get it. 
Okay. Now you keep saying mommy. You haven't mentioned dad. It's just mommy. Daddy's daddy's around. Okay. Um, daddy's contributing. Around, but he's contributing, but mom was mom she was the one that was the, made was the difference. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Nothing. Nothing wrong with that at at, at all. So shout out to her. Shout out to you for having that conversation, mm-hmm. giving her the goal, the confidence, and the path to get that done. Yeah. And listen, she originally called me. I'm, I'm gonna tell. I'm saying the story without saying it. But she originally called me. Her dad just passed away. Okay. During COVID, she's like, "Sean, I need." Yes, they were all in an apartment together. I need to get out of this apartment, which I, yes. I totally understand. I want to rent a house now. She wanted to rent a house. Okay. I was like, she told me the number, and I'm like, that's a mortgage. That yes. Doesn't really make sense. Yes. Was like three, she, I was like, what's your budget? It was like three grand. I'm like, woo. That's a mortgage. That's nice. Yeah. So you know, she was apprehensive to buy the house because the naysayers. Right. We had a, we had a conversation for like an hour. I remember it like it was yesterday. Went through everything. She was writing everything down. She she listened. She took my my advice. Called the credit repair um, person the same day. Got the ball rolling. Purchased the house in eight months. That's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And what I like too. So in the beginning, you said your niche is that first time home buyer, and connected them with the resources that they need to get it done. Mm-hmm. You have the conversation. You give the credit resource person. They do what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. And fast forward. That mother, that father, and those two kids. They're living in, now they, they moved from East New York, and now they live in Long Island. Let's go. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's get it done. All because you gave them some free, some game. free game. Listen, I don't know it all, but I can put you in the direction with some people that will. Well, nobody nobody knows it at all, but we're all one or two conversations away from our next move, whatever that next move might be. Um, and, and, Sean, I, I'd argue that you did more. You gave them a goal and an action plan. Mm-hmm. And that that's critical as well. Yeah. That's critical as well. Mm-hmm. So that that's huge. Let me tell you how much of a hustler she is. We did her home inspection on Thanksgiving Day. Let's go. She was catering that thing. She literally came to me. She was like, Sean, I, I have my catering coat in the closet. I mean, yeah. not a closet in the car. And I'm going right after this. Yeah. Same day. The, the food is hot. It's in the tin pans. It got to be delivered. It got to be delivered. This is that extra money I'm getting so mm-hmm. we can make this happen. Yep. Eight o'clock in the morning, home inspection. So I'm going to give you a Steve Harveyism. Steve Harvey said, one of, one of my friends in my head, never met him, don't know him personally, but in some of his motivational things that he does on YouTube, he said, whatever your family and friends agree that you're great at, mm-hmm. that's what you should be doing. And he tells the story of a friend of his that always cut lawns growing up. Mm. And for whatever they was getting growing up in Ohio at that time. But fast forward to today, while Steve chose the entertainment path, this man is a big-time landscaper, owns several trucks and several things. So I say that only to say that person that's catering food, and I know a few of them that have gotten into that business and really are turned into a Business, business as opposed to can you bring the chicken can you bring the mac mm-hmm. and cheese can you really um economize it and monetize it is the proper word that they use and really turn it into something else and really use that as a resource to get this house now fast forward she's on long island mm-hmm. i tell you what i don't know where she's at and i don't want you to give away the town i bet you she can do more with catering out here than she even did in brooklyn because we don't have access no, to absolutely. some of the food that she probably sells she, so so she actually called me last month she said, I just passed the building that's for rent, but I want to buy it next year to start my catering company out of this building. Let's go. Let's go. And she's going to do it. I, I already believe, I'm a believer. Yeah, she's going to do I, it. I'm a, I'm a believer and I'm going to be a supporter. I'm not just going to say it. So when she mm-hmm. makes that 
that happened, tell me so I could post it, I could share it, and I can buy some food yes, from her. Yes, so uh, some of this entrepreneur business, people, it's uh, likes and comments and shares. All those things are very, very helpful because mm-hmm. it gets us to the person that can actually make a purchase and allow this economic dream to become true. Exactly. Exactly. And I actually like that Steve Harvey quote. That makes a lot of sense. And people, we all have some type of gift. Yes. Right? It may be a physical gift. It yes. may be whatever. Yes. Capitalize off of it. Yes. There's, there's ways you can monetize it. Anything yes. You can. Yes. Yes. Anything. You could, you could start a YouTube channel and teach people how to make bottles. Whatever like you, whatever you, you want good to. at. And if you have mm-hmm. one of those ideas, so strictly free game. You're about that free game life. So yes, let's give away let's give away some free game. Let's switch from this wine down with Kev. Okay. Uh, let's 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 go into the free game part of the business. Talk to me about something you think somebody is doing right now that they can monetize. That you can monetize. Man, there's so many things. So, so, so many things. Listen, if you if you're doing I'm trying to use someone as an example. As an, I, I'll use my daughter as an example. Okay. Right? My daughter's into these shows on YouTube. Okay. I, yes. I'm not even gonna say the shows because we're probably gonna be yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's soon. okay. You know? That's I'm okay. Not giving away too much. That's okay. But the shows on YouTube is basically the kids getting toys. Yes. Opening the toys and reviewing yes. them. Yes. And they have two million subscribers. Okay? Yes. I'm like, yes. This is insane. Yes. But there's so many. There's so much opportunity. Yes. Here. The internet is a beautiful thing. If you're it's using a it the right wonderful, way. wonderful thing. Sean, let me say this. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to think of 2021 as year one. And why do I say that? Because it's a new beginning. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, well, I can't wait to, to go back and not wear back. No, I, I don't want to go back to the past. Mm-hmm. This is year one of a bright new future. Mm-hmm. So whatever you want to do, this is the beginning. And you're first. Yeah. You're the first one with the Strictly Free Game podcast. You're not one of a lot of people that's pot. You're mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. And this is the beginning of something with unlimited potential. Yes, sir. You yes, know? sir. Without, without any question, as somebody that's, catering or whatever else they're mm-hmm. doing, they, they can do it, and that can help monetize their goals of, of buying a home or stepping up to the second home, whatever yeah. that might be. It's not being the next whoever, it's being the first you. Exactly. That's all it's about. The the best version of yourself. Yeah, there's no, there's so much opportunity out there. There's so much opportunity. Just focus. That's one thing I liked about 2020. It gave us the time to sit yes. back and really reflect. Yes. Someone, I think it was, uh, I think we actually had this conversation. I think Matt Garland actually said it. Yes. He said 2020, you either did one or two things. You were either being entertained. Yep. You were either on social media watching TikTok all day or you were educating yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to educate yourself. You, you, you must. Shout out to Matt Garland, MG, the mortgage guy. Mm-hmm. I have so much love and respect for, for that brother, for what he did, what he started pre- 2020 and what he's doing um, now and everything he's doing with Earn Your Leisure and really educating people on exactly Even this conversation we're having. guys. Yes. They started in what, January of 2020, yes. I think it was? One yes. was a teacher. Yes. I think he said he quit. Mm-hmm. After getting, one was a financial advisor. I'm, mm-hmm. I could be getting the, um, the field wrong. But they, they started with a, a phone yes. on a stand and it started a podcast. Yes. And now they're one of the biggest podcasts out here. Exactly. Exactly. All because they executed on an idea. Mm-hmm. They had an audience that's thirsty for the knowledge that was underserved, mm-hmm. and now they're serving that audience. So, Sean, you got a passion for helping first-time home buyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've said helping my people understand this conversation about home ownership. Um, you're in North Babylon. I'm in North Babylon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm born and raised in Wine Inch, and that's where my, although my 
I don't rest my head there at night. My heart is always there. Of course. I got to bring you in to do some first-time homebuyer stuff. Let's do it, man. I, I, I love that stuff. Okay. You've done first-time homebuyer seminar before? I've done it once okay. um, a few years ago. I would definitely love to do it now. Okay. There is a um, first-time homebuyer, financial literacy, credit repair, generational wealth. There's a need for these conversations mm-hmm. in these formats. Podcasting is great. We reach a broad audience. But yeah, we're getting to a people. point where at least we can do it in front of a massed audience mm-hmm. and educate people on how to make these moves. So without a doubt, definitely going to do some of that stuff and bring you in and just let you talk to people because um, where I'm from, and I like that you referenced that, and that's near and dear to your heart. Always um, Heavy renters, mm-hmm. um, people there, they pay big numbers, they work hard, they make money. But there haven't been enough of that emphasis on home ownership Not at all. conversation. So, and I've actually watched people inherit homes, right? Grandma, grand, grandpa left them a home. They knew nothing about it, how to keep up with the house. House paid off. Don't know nothing about paying property tax. And wound up losing the house for property tax. Quick. I know Quick. you've seen that. Quick. Well. I know it. I do. You, you strike a chord because I'm relating to it. Personally, I've seen that. And that's generational wealth not being passed on through real estate. Mm-hmm. And um, there are people that are blessed to have parents, grandparents, aunties and uncles that own houses right now. Um, and this is has to be a part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. This is, um, we're recording this today, but it's probably going to be dropping right before Thanksgiving. So nice. people that watch this podcast before Thanksgiving, um, go to Thanksgiving Bring something nice. You know, you're old enough Listen, now. Bring don't, show, don't show up in nobody's house. Don't show up. Like, 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 your, your mom and your grand. Don't show up <laughs> empty-handed. But um, instead of just talking about that football game in the background, what's some of the conversations they should be having about the real estate that's in the family that maybe they're not talking about? Maybe we need to find out how the taxes are on the, on the property. Okay. If the, if the taxes are paid up to date. Um, I, I put out a post a long time ago. It was about... Um, just wellness checks. Yes. Right? For our, 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 yes. Especially for our people because yes. we have so much pride. Yes. It's way too much pride. And pride, yes. is, pride is a dangerous thing, man. It's dangerous. And there's this probably someone in your family right now that's suffering. Yes. That that can't keep food on the table, that can't keep the bills paid, mm-hmm. that just they, they're too scared because they, they don't know what their family is going to say to them when they right. reach out. Right. Look around. When you go to those houses, look around. See how, see how people are living. Right. Accident. Yeah. They may tell you. Yeah. Some people, they, they may be struggling. They may need your help. They, they may need your help. And I like that. You said wellness check, but you didn't go right into the health. You went to the mental part of the wellness. Go to the mental. Go to the financial. Go to the financial. Mm-hmm. Listen, grandma, auntie, so, uncle, they could be, you know, you never know. Our people, some of them are living check to check. Yes. Some of them are retired. The Social Security can't keep up with the bills. It happens. Yes. We should really be looking out. There's sometimes there's too much too much month left at the end of the money. Mm-hmm. The money is gone, but it's only the twenty fourth, and we got another week that we have to survive. Yeah, we have to survive. Listen, I've been there, man. My growing up, it, it sometimes it was either you pay the light bill or you pay the gas bill. Something's going to be off. <laughs> you know? Something's got to give. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. And it, it was a few nights that we didn't have those lights on. Right. It happens. It happens. It's yeah. it's just a part of this whole thing we call life and that experience that grows us up and makes us who we are and become mm-hmm. who we're going to become. Um, that that 
that wellness check-in, um, in my business in insurance, and you're definitely going to see this in real estate as well, I've come across people. Um, we have some older people in our families. Maybe they didn't have children. Mm-hmm. But if you're that one that's checking on them, I've seen people be surprised with inheritances later. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. that you go in with that motive, yeah. but it works out because you're that responsible person. So auntie and uncle, they're, they're happy to see you. Grandma and grandpa are happy to see you for Thanksgiving, and they're happy to hear the other things you're talking about. But they're really looking like they're showing ready. <laughs> they're, they're surveying the room. They're huh? serving, who's ready? <laughs> Who Who's ready? As they should. As they should. As they they should. should be seeing who's ready, and readiness is having some of those conversations. It's yeah. asking about real Things, real selfless. serious things. It's all about being selfless yes. sometimes, man. It's, you know, look out for other people. Yes. Look out for people because in the end, they may look out for you. You never know. Yeah. And if and even if they don't, it feels good it's to look fun. out for people. Of course. It of feels course. good to look out for people big time. So, so Sean, my theme for this year is, is change the narrative. Okay. okay. So change the narrative. So you're born and raised Queens. There's a narrative. In the apartments, I think you said it's you and it's your brother. Mm-hmm. And there's a narrative of what you're told life is supposed to be. There's a path that's laid out for everyone that most people go down. Mm-hmm. When did you change the narrative? What made you choose a different path? What made me choose a different path? Well, growing up, um, <laughs> my mother was 19 when she had me, right? So she was a young parent. Okay. My dad... Was in and out of jail. He was, you know, eighties. You know what was going on in the eighties? Yes, 80s, drug yes. Era. it was there. Um, I didn't have, I didn't have a father figure growing up, so okay. I watched mom struggle. Okay. Um, I, I didn't get the, the. She didn't teach me anything about the financial part of life because she really was learning. Not, not that I'm thirty nine years old. Yes, I can't imagine having a nineteen year old. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I didn't, I didn't realize mom didn't have it all back then. Right. Um, what made me change the narrative is my, my mom passed away. Um, and I realized if I don't change my 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 family's the, the lifeline of what my family's going to do, no one's probably going to do it. Right. So I decided to you know buckle down, figure out a career that I could get into that's going to actually teach me something. And like you said, most millionaires grow out of real estate. That's the, once I heard that, I was like, oh, I want to be a millionaire one day, right? I'm not there yet, so I, got it. Don't quote me somewhere. I ain't got it. <laughs> I ain't nowhere near. Let me yeah. hold something. Let Ken, me hold Ken something. Have it. I no, ain't got no, it. no, no. Let me. I was gonna ask you. You know, you bought this. I figured, let me hold something when the show is over. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, that was that's that's what it was about. And I have my, my two girls and my wife and my two girls at home. We had this conversation on, on the podcast we had together. If I, I'm going to leave them something. Yes. That's bigger than my closet. Yes. That's bigger than the house. Yes. That we're in. Yes. I'm, I'm going to leave them with some education. Because they go always look back at this stuff and, yes. and see what that what his thoughts were, and I'm going to leave some inheritance, and but I'm going to make sure that they earn it. Of course, you know, of course, it. of course. Girls, I ain't, I ain't, daddy ain't just leaving you. No, this money no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, you got to earn some, it. There's some contingencies going on with this. Got to earn it. So, but yeah, they, they they're going to get more than what I got at that point when, when my mom passed. My mom and dad passed away. Absolutely, and you are, and you shared with you lost your mom and dad at what age? I lost my dad when I was 13. He passed away, and I lost my mom at 26. Today's actually the anniversary of my mom's passing. Oh, years. my condolences. Thank you. My condolences. Um, if you if you believe there's a heaven and that people can look down and feel certain things, that she has to be way too proud of you. Man, I, I still live every day like I'm trying to make my mother proud. Yeah, that's my that's still my goal in life. That's so if she's, that if she's watching. I hope she's I hope she's proud. That 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 part. Um, there are certain things I can share with you. Um, my dad's been going 19 years. My mom has been going eight years. 
but I do everything as if they're still looking and listening. If I have a T-shirt on, which I do every day, so my mom required it. If I don't walk on your grass, it's because my, my father <laughs> thought it was disrespectful. And I just don't. I just don't do it because I honor, love, and respect them from um, from beyond. So that is that. That's powerful that you have their their presence with you and trust and believe. You reached a lot of people just by sharing that intimate part of your story. Um, your girls, not only are you going to leave them something, the most important thing, at least in my perspective, you spent that time at home with Zoe. Now Jordan's here. They're watching you work. They're yeah. watching you work. And they're going to, as you do different things in, in this wonderful field that you're in, you're going to be able to bring them some things. And they're going to be able to, they're going to hear you tell them stories. Like, see the house right there? They started in East New York and, this is mm-hmm. how they got here. They're gonna those stories and those experiences of watching you do and understand what you did. That's gonna be one of the biggest things that you possibly can can give to them because stories carry us. What we're doing now, telling stories, mm-hmm. is everything. Yeah, it's everything. Yeah, I can remember the stories my grandmother probably told me at five years old. Right. You know, it's that stuff. Like you said, it stays with you forever. Right. So that's my goal. My goal is to give them to give them that stuff so they can carry with them to the you know to they're my age and beyond and. Whatever fellas that they're going to get, or whoever they decide to marry, y'all going to have y'all going to have some competition. Well, you, you got to keep up with that. You got to make it. You got to make it hard. You got <laughs> you got to make the comp. You got to treat them so well that they'll look at guys real strangely. So, Sean, we've mm-hmm. been kicking it for a minute. I tried to tap in and tell the people as much as I can about Sean Waller, about Sean, your realtor, about strictly free game. What should I have asked you to tell the people about you that I didn't ask? Um, I mean, I think you pretty much touched on everything, man. We got you made introduce my wife. Yes, babe. I'm sorry, I didn't, <laughs> it wasn't my fault. I wasn't even thinking, but Kev brought it back. He brought it back in. I w- I'm always. I would like to shout her out again because sure, my wife please. is my backbone. Yes, please. Um, she is the the CEO of the house. Please. Uh, she holds it down. She deals with me. That's that's not please. The easiest thing. That's 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 full time work by itself. Everything else is part time and secondary. Else, yeah, and um. I give a, I give a quick story. So when I first went to real estate, like I said, I was dead broke. Yes, dead broke. Yes, my, this is when I first started dating my wife. Yes, she's my girlfriend at this time. She did something for me that something that no one's ever done for me. And she once she believed in me. That's one. That's free game. That's all free game. Free game number one. She believed in you. Go she ahead. Believed in me. Number two, I was like I said, I was broke. I was struggling. She right. actually gave me a little loan. Couple of dollars. Couple of dollars. And I am forever in her debt because of that. So I don't think I will ever really technically pay her back, but I'm going to try my hardest to always pay her back. And and that's 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 a beautiful thing. So ladies, single ladies out there, you want to know what's wifey's name? Stacy. Stacy made the transition from girlfriend to wife. That's the free game he dropped. That's he dropped a, a one, two, three. One, she believed in him. Mm-hmm. Two. She invested in that belief with a couple of dollars, mm-hmm. and three, she was your backbone when it wasn't there. Did I get three right? You got three right. All right. And then, I'm not trying to add to your tab. I'm not trying to decrease your <laughs> credit score and put you in further debt, okay. but were you there for the birth of your children? For both. For both. For both. And when you saw that, you realize you'll never square away this tab, right? No. <laughs> no you you realize that you're going to that this tab... Yeah, yeah, everything is on the house at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you realize that. So shout out to, to Wifey for uh, believing in this man and helping him become 
uh, the best best version of himself because that's that's everything. That's everything. That's Even everything. when I when I decided to go full time again for the second time, I was leaving a job that was paying me a six figure salary. Nice. And I told her, I was like, Stace, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. She was like, I believe in anything you do, go for it. Ooh. I was still sweating a little bit. Stace. On yeah. She probably was sweating a little bit too, but Stace. She, she believed in me, and uh, like I said, I could I could never pay her back. That's that's beautiful. And that, that confidence is, is everything. And that belief that she has in you, instead of it being an adverse situation with some way saying, your daddy ain't this, your daddy, she's reinforcing that belief to your girls right now. I can't ask no more than that. That is, uh, we, I thought we was going to talk about real estate. One, but no, no, you, you, said some, you said some real stuff, you know, uh, on, on Fortunately, being a man has been married for a long time, I could have and should have said the exact same thing about my wife, that that belief in you is everything. Everything. Now, man. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. And finding fault is one of the easiest things in the world to do. Mm-hmm. So, so, ladies, if you're out there finding fault and, <laughs> and constantly reminding that gentleman what's wrong with him, you ain't helping. You ain't helping at all. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Keep, keep it on the inside. Can, yeah, 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 yeah. Help him. Help a brother out. Yeah, Give it's, him. It's a, not easy, man. It's not easy for us. It's um, it's that pride of being a man, right? Of course, of course. It's, that's that's the toughest thing. That's the toughest hurdle to come over. Listen, leaving a six figure job and going strictly ten ninety nine. It's a leap of faith. It's a leap of faith. It's a leap of faith. And for someone to believe in that, yeah, one kid in mortgage to be paid and never second guessed it, yeah, man, listen, that's that was the game changer right there. That's everything. Yeah, that's that that's everything. That's that's for life. That's that. How many years marriage? What's your anniversary? Our anniversary is on. Is actually does it fall on Thanksgiving this year? It doesn't fall on Thanksgiving this year, but it's in November. Okay, um, we got married Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, this will be seven years. Seven years. Beautiful. Seven years. Beautiful, seven years, seven years. That's that's a that's a blessing. So to she, many, she lasted past six. Kevin? Yeah, yeah, we this good is for life. We good. We balling now. <laughs> we 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 balling. We balling. A house, two kids, quarantine dad, strictly free game. Sean the real to later. How can people get in touch with you? You can reach me on any of my social medias. Uh, Instagram is Sean your realtor spelled out Sean S H A W N. Yes. Your realtor spelled strictly out. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Sean Waller. Telephone number seven one eight eight four zero eight zero nine four. Text me, call me, do whatever you need to do to get in contact with me. I'm here for you. Um, you don't even have to. Even if you have, you're looking for a second opinion on anything. Give me a call. Appreciate it. Now, how can they follow your podcast? Because we're having a little oh. bit of fun here, but his podcast is dope. <laughs> I had a bias being on it. And you got to spell strictly out because I've spelled it wrong a couple of times. Wrong? Yeah, a couple of times. <laughs> strictly Free Game. You can find it on, on uh, YouTube. It's strictly S T R S T I. You got me spelling it wrong. S T R I C T L Y. Free, F R E E, game. Got it. Yeah. Strictly free game. Not charging you a dime. We're going to put that right here. Subscribe to it. Follow this brother. You're going to enjoy his conversations. They're good. Um, they give you free game information. You've had home inspectors, all sort of people on there that give you the information you need to become that first-time home buyer, to change your mindset. We talked about generational wealth, and you touch on many other topics. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean, your realtor, Sean 
Walla, strictly free game, one time. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, bro. Okay, appreciate you. Thanks, man. And people, if you like what you see here, click on that subscription button below. Subscribe so you can get the Wind Down with Kev podcast. If you love what this brother had to say, share it with a friend and another friend and share it again and again because somebody that's at your Thanksgiving table this year needs to hear this. They need to have that conversation with auntie, uncle, mama, pop, pop, whoever it might be so they can make that next move in life and who better to do it than with him right here. Sean Waller. Peace.